So we have a lot of reasons to celebrate. But the most important thing is we can celebrate our living Father and Jesus Christ which died on the cross of Calvary. What a privilege that we can be born again and have fellowship together here on this Sunday morning. I would like to make one statement of my sermon, a headline, and if you only remember this sentence, I will be very happy. And I know the Lord as well. A little bit is a lot. And when God will bless it, it's everything what you need. Now, I really can see that some are thinking, is that correct? It's a little bit controversial. A little bit. We learned in school in mathematics, a little bit is a little, and a lot is a lot. How can it be that a little can be a lot? You know, we are living in a world, we have worldly principles, but we have also godly principles. We are living in, in days everybody wants to have more. More money, more vacation. If the neighbor has a new car, maybe a VW Golf, then the other neighbor thinks, oh, I should have a, maybe also a VW, but an off-roader. It's a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, more, more, more. I remember I had for many years a cell phone, a handy, it's an old Nokia, and I had to punch the buttons, but all around they had these smartphones, you know, more, more, more. And then uh, we know a sister, she had the iPhone number four, but she wanted the iPhone number six, and she bought it. And then she said, Walter, would you like to have a, uh, an iPhone? She gave me the iPhone number four, and now I can also have a smartphone. Yeah. But it's a tendency even among Christians, more, more. From this conference to the other conference, and there's this an American speaker, maybe I should listen to him. Maybe I get something more which I don't have. God has another principle. And I want to show you a few of these principles. Let's start with Moses. In Exodus 4, he got a calling from the living God on the thorn bush. And God asked him a question and he said, Moses, what do you have in your hand? He looked, he said, nothing, only a stick. It's not too much, only a stick. But God said, throw it away. And he did, he obeyed God. And this nothing, only stick, became a snake. And he was afraid. And God said, take it, another test of his trust in God, not on behind the, behind the head, as all the normally people do. I heard you have very dangerous brown snakes here in Australia. Take them here. But God said, take it 
on the tailor. I don't know if he had an argue, it doesn't say the Bible, that uh, Moses argued with God, but he obeyed and he took the snake on the tail and he became a stick again. And with that stick he went to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go. We want to serve our living God. We cannot do it here, Egypt, in the right way. We want to go and separate us from the world. And we want to have uh, a wonderful experience with our living God. And he said, no way. We need you. You have to work hard in Egypt. But then God used that stick in several occasions. And then when they were in the wilderness, uh, they were so thirsty, like it can be so uh, also here in Australia. Sometimes we were thirsty too, we were so glad to have some water. And they began to complain, oh, we had a lot of water in Egypt. Moses, why, what were you doing here in the wilderness? But there was a rock, and he had only a stick. And he hit that rock, and water fountain of water came out of this rock. A little bit can be a lot. And when God will bless it, it's everything what you need. Gideon, church, uh, chapter 6 and 7, it was a totally different uh, situation because the Midianites, they came all the time into uh, where the people of God were and they robbed, they killed. It was a very difficult situation. And Gideon, he was a little bit afraid. Not only a little bit, he was a lot afraid of the Midianites. Because the Bible says he was threshing wheat by hand in the bottom of a grape press. Who is doing that? He was hiding himself because he was afraid of the Midianites. Because they could come and kill him or, or steal something from him. So he was there faithfully. He did his work and uh, threshing wheat by hand in the bottom of a grape press. But somehow God saw it. An angel came to him and he said, the Lord is with you, mighty soldier. You know, God has seen already what was in his heart. He will become a mighty soldier. But at the moment, he wasn't. But God sees always deeper than we do. He saw it. God is with you, mighty soldier. The Lord is with you. The Lord can see what you can become. And then later in, in uh, chapter 6, verse 14, I will make you strong. I will make you strong. So he began to ask his colleagues, could you help me? Maybe we, we can build an army against the Midianites. And so one after the other came and, and they began to count and there were 32,000, but the other were much more. 32,000. God said, too much, too much. And then 
Gideon said, okay, who is afraid? If you can go home. God is with us. And so the Bible says, 22,000 went home. You can read it in the Bible. So 69% left. There were only 10,000. And then Gideon said, Lord, is it enough? Can we do it, 10,000 against this multitude of enemies? Lord said, too much. <laughs> so he went, they went through to the river, and some knelt down, and they drank the water because they were thirsty. But 300 didn't kneel down. They just took some water, and they were ready to go. And with three, these 300, they went against a, a mighty army of the Midianites. And God was with them. A little bit is a lot. And when God will bless it, it's everything what you need. Isn't that wonderful? We have a wonderful God. David and Goliath is another story. You know, David, uh, he was asked from his father to bring some good food to, to to the sons of uh, David's father, to the, his brethren. They were also uh, in, the, in the army. But uh, it was a terrible situation because day by day, every day, the giant Goliath came and he cursed the God of the Israelites. And he challenged the soldier, who can be against me? Who? is willing to fight against me. He was a giant. He was a, a war machine. He had a, he had a big sword and, and a shield and a helm and everything. And David heard the cursing of this Goliath. And he said, it is not right that he is cursing our Father in heaven, which is a good Father. And so... Uh, we have to do something against that. I'm willing to go. And then the soldier which heard that, he said, they said, okay, let's go to the king. Maybe he can help you a little bit. So he went to Saul, and Saul was surprised that this little shepherd boy was willing to go against this giant Goliath. And then he said, okay, I give you my sword. It's golden sword. It's very impressive. And the helm and the shield and everything. And David tried it. He couldn't walk that he should walk. He wasn't comfortable with that thing, that stuff. He said, no, no, no. God was with me when I was uh, taking care of the sheep. Once a lion came and I asked God to help me and uh, I had nearly nothing, but God helped me, and I could kill this lion. So I will go against Goliath. And so he went to the river, and he looked for five little stones, not too much. A little bit is a lot. And when God will bless it, it's everything what you need. So he took these five stones. Uh, oh, I like this story. And he... Inside, he began to ask God, God, be with me, because with you, I'm stronger than everything in this world. 
Then he took one of the stones in his, you know what it is, sling or sling, in a sling, and he prayed and he threw it to Goliath and he was hit and he was laying down. You know, I remember we had once a, uh, a children camp and we told the story of David and Goliath. And then afterwards, a little boy came to me and said, Uncle Walter, I believe that God sit on the stone and he, he was with him and he killed the Goliath. I think it's true. God was with that because he trusted the living God. Wonderful. So let's go to the New Testament. In a village, they heard that Jesus was there was coming and so one told it to the, to the other and a multitude of people came together in the wilderness from the morning the sun was shining very hot like here in Australia and the people were thirsty and they became hungry but a little boy he pleaded mama I heard that Jesus is there I would like to go can I go and then she said, okay, little boy, little boy, uh, it's okay. You can go. But I, I have to give you something. So she gave him a little bag. It was a picnic in it. So the boy went with a picnic and he saw a multitude of people they were all listening to Jesus but he couldn't see because he was so small he was trying to see Jesus but he couldn't so what shall I do so he forgot his picnic because he wanted to go around and some people stood on on this picnic uh, back okay and then uh, Jesus preached the gospel for hours, for hours. And then everybody was hungry. And the disciples said, they came to Jesus and said, uh, Master, we have to do something because people are hungry. They need something. Okay, Jesus said, give you them something to eat. What shall they do? Outside in the wilderness, no bakery, no butcher, nothing there and they, they began to ask has somebody something we could give it to Jesus and then this little boy he remembered oh my mom the, she gave me a picnic sack and he found it on the floor so he went and he said I have something I can give it it was uh, Andrew and Philip the two uh, disciples and they looked Oh, what a mess is that? Because many people stood on this picnic sack. So, but they came to Jesus. And he said, okay, uh, this is one leaf of bread. There were five in it. And they are one. Is there something? Oh, yeah, here is something. Two fishes. Two fishes, little fishes. Who wants to have them? <laughs> now Jesus said, Oh, let's thank the Lord. At least something. So he said, Father, thank you. 
thank you. This little boy, he gave everything but he had. It's not too much. But a little bit can be a lot. And when God will bless it, it's everything what you need. And then he gave it to the disciples. And they began to give the bread and the fishes to the people. There were 5,000 men, the Bible says. And then the woman. And then the children. I don't know how many exactly all together a multitude of people and they eat this bread and this fish and the Bible says you know how many baskets were left? Twelve for each disciple one basket was the leftover so every disciple could take one basket full of loaves of bread and fishes back home for their families a wonderful story I like it let's have a final story, two men came to the temple for prayer, Luke 18, verse 10 to 14, you can read it, the Pharisee and the tax collector, and the Pharisee, he was in front of the Holy of Holiness in the temple, God, I thank you that I'm not like this other man that way back, the tax collector, that sinner, you know, I fast twice a week and I give 10% of my income. Well, sometimes it's not, not 10%, but you are a merciful God. But at least I gave something. Oh, I am so thankful I can be an example that the people, when I go on the street and, and uh, maybe after 10 meters, I pray again and they can see how religious I am. Oh, God, I'm thankful. And if he would live today, you know what he would do? He would say to God, I put all my good things which I do on my Facebook site. And I have more than 1,000 likes because people see what I do for you. I'm a good man. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of words. And you know what the other man did? Way back, he went on his knees and said, Father, I'm a sinful man. Have mercy on me. One sentence. And you know which one, which prayer was answered? Not the man who had so many words and so many deeds and he gave it to God and wanted to impress him. No. The sinful man. He said, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinful man. Now, what would God like to say, you and me, to this morning? It's not the more, more, more philosophy. This is a worldly thinking. It is the kingdom of God's principle that you realize what God has given you already. I, I'm convinced everybody here in this room has a gift from God. Everybody. Not all can cook like Ella. Not everybody can play the saxophone like Werner. Or the clarinet like Erwin. Or preach like Jerry. Not everybody. It doesn't, doesn't matter. You have other gifts. But 
I, I feel deep in my heart that God is challenging all of us just to ask us, God, which gift I can, which you gave to me, I can invest in the kingdom of God and also in this society we are living. How can I be a blessing for others? It's not the more, more, more philosophy. It's to be thankful what I have from God and invest this in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Now, I would like to challenge you. In, in certain areas, maybe I, I trust the Holy Spirit has uh, shown you what he gave you and you could maybe more invest than you have done before. And I would like to challenge those people who say, Lord, here I am. I, I give this to you again. So that little can be a lot. And when God will bless it, then it's everything what you need. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for the challenging message even to me. I am so thankful what you gave to me and I want to invest it in your kingdom, Lord. And I thank you that you will bless everybody which makes a decision this morning. Yes, I want to present this, my gifts to you again. Thank you, Lord. Bless these people. Bless the families which are represented here in this morning. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.